Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I got two special guests because we are bringing you the official Kind of Funny review for Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and of course, my two gaming dads couldn't be here, so I brought the very best Yakuza fans right here, right now for you. Let's start off with Roger Picorni joining hey, us. Hey, hey, Roger. Like a Dragon. Like a dragon. Well, Yaku's like a dragon like series. That's like a dragon now. To you. Legally like a dragon. Okay, now. like a Thank dragon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about Yakuza and also talk about Xbox in general. I'm a, I play this on Xbox Series S, so I'm excited. Ooh, about okay. And then, of course, we have a very special guest. If you like Like a Dragon or the Yakuza series, oh. if you like Resident Evil, you know her. She's been around. She's telling you all the fun stuff from What's Good Games. It's Brittany Bombacher. Hi, Brittany. Hello. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, but where the fuck is Paris? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a coward. Good question. Him and I, Gary, I can't. Yeah, he knew you were coming, so he had to go hide. But he was excited that you would be here to help carry sure. this review with me and Roger today. So, Brittany, I'm so happy to have you. I'm happy to have you as well, Roger. And I can't wait to get into this review. But, of course, I got to remind you that this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And, of course, on podcast services around the globe if you love what we do here at kind of funny think about supporting us with the new kind of funny membership over on patreon or on youtube to get all of our shows ad free live as we record them and of course our daily exclusive show thank you to our patreon producer delaney twining and of course this week the kind of funny x cast is brought to you by that kind of funny membership but myself and the team will tell you all about that in just a little bit all right you two Let's get into it. One of the biggest games of the year coming out early in January. Let's talk about it. Of course, for all of you watching out there, I'm going to ask these two their top level thoughts. And of course, the review score at the end of it all from the kind of funny review scale. If you don't know what the kind of funny review scale is, it's a one to five score starting at one awful. Two is bad. Three is okay. Four is great. And five is amazing. Brittany, I will turn to you to kick it off. Give me your top-level thoughts on Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and then give me a kind of funny review score. Oh, wow. Okay, I get to give a score. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is probably going to be my game of the year. I cannot imagine a game coming close to making me feel the way that this game felt. And now, for the record, you know, I have been playing the Yakuza Like a Dragon games since Yakuza 0, and... It's one of my most nearest and dearest franchises. And this was going to be a tricky game for RGG to pull off. You have Ichiban, who we all thought was going to be the primary character, the main protagonist going forward. And then we got that trailer, that drop, where we saw Kiru with all this, this gray hair, and we're like, what's going on? 
Turns out man's very sick. Turns out man has a huge role in this game. How do you marry the two together? And the answer is they do it very well. Incredibly well. This it's almost unfair to call this a video game. I feel like you need to call it more of a suite of experiences because there's just so much to do within um like a dragon here. And it's just absolutely incredible what um RGG has pulled off. And I could talk about this for the whole entire show by myself. I don't even need y'all here, but that's not very nice of me. So I will stop at that point. Well, it's very um, nice of score, you to have us, score. yes. Do you need my score now, right? I, I want your now. score. Give me the score out of one to five. What are you giving this? Five Ichiban booties out of five. Woo! Hands down. The new official score. Five Ichiban booties. Five Ichiban booties. Ichiban booties. Booties. Uh, let's turn to then Roger Picorni. Roger, give me your top level thoughts on the score. Man, this is such a hard game to talk about in so many ways because there is so much. And mm. Brittany, you completely hit it nail, nail on the head. Uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is a five out of five amazing video game. It is a game that, you know, going into the Yakuza games, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? You know you're going to get people ripping off their shirts. You know you're going to get uh, heartfelt stories. You know you're going to get insane side quests, right? The thing I didn't expect from Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is for them to take two massive open worlds and two massive characters and kind of blend them into a story that does everyone justice. Right By the ending of this yes. game, I'm able to finish this game and look at it and say, wow, everyone had a beautiful journey. Uh, no one was overlooked. Nothing was overlooked. And I did so much and I have so much left to do. I have 50 hours in this game and I'm going to put another at least 50, 60 hours into it afterwards playing all the side quests. And yeah, Like Dragon Infinite Wealth is an easy five out of five amazing video game. Wow, okay. you I don't too. have to go over there and smack you around. I'm glad you agree with me, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Glowing reviews and scores from the both of you. Uh, just to give some context, I have played 10 hours of Like a Dragon. I've had a ton of fun. I still feel like I'm at the very beginning of the video game, which is like my nightmare, but also like it is very cool. Brittany, the suite of experiences really stuck with me. As someone who is a newbie into this series, jumping in, spending 10 hours, it felt like, oh, I know the path. I know where we're going with the story and the gameplay, but then all of a sudden they've added 20 different things that all of a sudden it's seven minutes of a cutscene into a new gameplay mechanic. Then I watch a 15 minute cutscene. I'm riding a bike over here. I'm just doing <laughs> Now you're doing so a dating much. sim. Now you're, <laughs> now you're chatting oh. up some girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The dating sim a little too real for someone that is currently online dating himself. A little too real. That one hurt a lot. But you know what? It was a fun mechanic. It was really awesome. But I'm going to step out of the way. I'm going to let you two go off and I'll jump in and out. But Brittany, let's talk about it, right? You and Roger brought up Two protagonists, two iconic characters here, and Roger brought up two giant new settings, especially with Hawaii as a new one. Let's talk about how'd that go for you, Brittany? Fantastic. So what I really love about what RGG is doing now that they're really leaning into being a developer of an RPG, right, is that they're taking their sweet time, laying the groundwork and the foundation for this narrative. You know, you have Yakuza 0 through Yakuza 6, right? That's seven games of Kiryu's history. And then you have inf you have like a dragon and then you have other side stuff too. You can't just hop into infinite wealth and hit the ground running. There has to be some sort of narrative laid out for you. And I love that, you know, Mike, you said, it feels like I'm just starting and you are just starting. And I, and I wonder if some folks might think that it's a little slow of a start, but I would hope that people remember that, you know, this is an RPG studio now, and this is what they do. And this is what they excel at is narrative. So it needs to be laid down solidly enough so people can follow it. Uh, so I loved that it started out rather slow and, and it wasn't boring slow. It was just like, okay, like, where are we going with this? And then man, when that, when you hit that ground running, you are just off to the races. You have this huge world of Hawaii, which is the ultimate 
ultimate playground. We are talking about the side stuff. And, you know, typically these games have lots of fun side activities. You know, you have the cabaret club or you had the management, um, the business management sim in the last game. But this time you have a whole whole ass Sujimon simulator, which is like Pokemon. Then you have the, the Dondoko Island, which is this Animal Crossing crafting hybrid game. And these are full fledged games. I spent 15 to 20 hours in Dondoko Island alone. Just <gasps> Holy shit. Bro, I, I, <laughs> here, and here's the thing is I didn't really love Animal Crossing. I'm not really an Animal Crossing person. I love farming sims, but Animal Crossing is a little too loose of a narrative for me. I'm not hooked. But when you give me those same sort of mechanics, lighter mechanics, and you give it the like a dragon skin on everything, oh man. I was making my little mini Kamurocho. I was putting Gora Majima statues everywhere. I was putting host clubs everywhere. I mean, I had so much fun and I did finish the game, but I'm going to go back and just do more side stuff and do yeah. more Dondoko Island crafting and do all of the gyms in Sujimon because it is just so much fun. Yeah, the thing about, I guess we're already here, right? We're talking about the side I want stuff. You to go I think, crazy, yeah? I, I think especially with this one, a lot of people have a lot of questions with uh, Dondoko Island. I, for me, at, at first when they introduced it, right? They, throughout the game, you're playing the normal story and they're like, hey guys, now you're just on this island, right? For me, immediately, I was like, do I want to be here? Do I want to actually be playing this? Because I was so hooked on the story and I was kind of negative on it at first. I was like, this feels like Animal Crossing at home. This doesn't feel like, I'm a big fan of Animal Crossing, especially uh, New Horizons. That game really really did something for me. So playing this, I was like, oh, I, this this doesn't feel like it has that Animal Crossing energy. Uh, but then actually going back, finishing the story, and then coming back to Dundoka Island and uh, being able to appreciate it for what it was, I was very pleasantly impressed. And that's the cool thing about uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, right? Because even with the side stuff that I didn't really vibe with, Tsujimon is something that I'm like, eh, it's great. It's like good for people that like it. It wasn't for me. I'm not really a Pokemon person, right? But I'm able to watch this and play it. And I'm like, you know what? It's for somebody, right? I can't even knock this. I can't even knock it because I know how much work they put into this, how deep this goes. Like, I know if I really wanted to push this and get to the ending of it, I, can, I will have a great time. It's just not for me. But again, that's not a knock on the game. That's a, if anything, it's a positive. It's for somebody. Like the last uh, Like a Dragon game, Yakuza Like a Dragon, great naming scheme, everybody. Uh, <laughs> the business sim was for me, right? So I'm, I'm kind of sad that I, I missed that element of it, but I'm happy that you and I'm sure a lot of people are going to really dig Tsujimon and Dondoko Island for sure. Yeah. And what's really cool about Dondoko Island too is it starts off very simple. Like yeah. you think, oh, this is, I know where this is going. But every time they, they pull a layer back, man, they pull it back. And before you know it, you have two little islands maybe you're managing and other mechanics you're doing. And now you have to do XYZ and get strategic with what, with what it is. And I actually found myself being a little overly critical. This is interesting for a minute. And the reason why is because I'm like, well, if this is going to be this sort of game, they need to have the option to scan every area of this island very quickly. And they should have this and this. And I'm like, no, bitch, calm down. This is a freaking side mission. Like, yeah. this is a side gig. This isn't the actual thing. But they did such a good job at creating this that I was critiquing it as this was as if this was a standalone game within yeah. the game. It's, it's very interesting. But uh, Sujimon, real quick, I want to talk about that. That's sure. cool. That, oh, man. That is the most fun I've had with a creature collecting game in years. And yes, I've played all the Pokemon. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like it, you have to be strategic with it. You have to know what you're doing. There's evolutions, there's gyms, there's coliseums, there's rare, there's legendaries. And I just spent so much time wandering around Hawaii, just finding these random raids and summoning these legendaries, getting my ass kicked and just having an absolute blast. And then there's the Sujimancer class that you can take on where you can actually summon your Sujimon into battle to fight for you. Wow. Oh, I didn't even know about that part. Oh, wow. yeah. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I was a Sujimancer, man. 
pretty that probably would help me with a lot of different fights. Shit. <laughs> uh, no, and I really quickly going back to what you were talking about earlier about the intro of this game. The intro of this game actually really hooked me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know it is slower, but the thing that I really loved about it is that it felt like we were getting into like the like really deep Yakuza, like actual just fun stuff that you get usually like 15 hours into a different Yakuza game, right? Like usually you're able to start off with like, oh my God, there's explosions. This person's in prison and now we're dealing with this, you know, the, the deep lore between this person and that person. And in the beginning of this game, it's like, no, he's just trying to, he's working a normal job. He's dealing with somebody he might be interested in with. Oh my God, now he wants to go on a date with that person. Like we just initially are in the deep hey, we're just hanging out with friends and we're good vibes. And then we get into the twist of the game and what potentially that might be. Uh, so I, I was really hooked just from the beginning of it. And I think they did a great job of kind of setting up what Ichiban is after the events of Yakuza Like a Dragon, after the Great Dissolution, him just trying to help people and help uh, Yakuza members find jobs. I, I thought that was a great role for him. And uh, yeah, they, they, they set that up very well. I have to agree with that too. Like we were saying, or like I was saying, it, it does feel like a little slow in the sense that it's like, this is the groundwork for it all. But um, I I love that. Okay, actually, let me, let me pivot. Let me go back. Roger, do you think this is a game where someone could pick up if they have not played Yakuza Like a Dragon? Or do you think it's like way too in the weeds with the previous It's lore? not way too in the weeds, right? I think, Mike, you're, you're the per perfect person to ask. But yeah. from what I was... I was playing and I was playing with my girlfriend next to me and she's never played any of this, right? She was able to pick up a lot of the little things because they do a good job of explaining like, oh, even if it is like a sentence, they're like, hey, this thing happened in the last game. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, does that mm -hmm. really make sense? But I, you can, you kind of figure it out. Mike, did you understand it or yeah, were you I able to I figure it out? Yeah, I got kind of lucky because I did play like a dragon for about three hours and kind of picked up on Ichiban and like the two side characters, right? But I even turned to you, I was like, I didn't know there was a fourth. I didn't make it that far, right? But for me jumping in, I felt like it caught me up and more, right? I think that first 10 hours that I played, but really the first three hours, very story heavy, right? If you're looking for gameplay, it's gonna be on the back burner, right? You're gonna probably hit maybe a couple of small fights, one bigger fight, but really it's gonna be hitting you over the head with the story. It's gonna be catching you up with where the team stands right now, what it looked like before, and a lot of backstory yeah. for Ichiban and more. So I, I actually liked the beginning. I thought the story is the part that propelled this and hooked me. And then probably by about hour four, I was like, man, I've only had about three or four fights. This is crazy. <laughs> like, what's happening here? But I, I, think, I think newcomers will jump on and understand the, gosh, the heartfelt nature of Ichiban, the warmth, the crew, and how fun they are. Like, you'll feel that right away. Yeah, yeah I, and I, I can also attest uh, where I've put – a few hours into Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami, uh, and uh, Roger, you sent me like essentially like the Cliff Notes video of the entire saga because I, I did want to check this out. Yeah, um, and I, I liked that just to get the full. I, I had a good enough picture of Kiryu's uh, story, but not like the really nitty gritty stuff. So I think like I, I really liked going mm. into this knowing that stuff because I think. Once you have him join, and maybe this is uh, true like further uh, throughout the game, but I don't know if I would have understood the the impact of yeah. like this crossover if I uh, you know didn't watch the the Cliff Notes uh, version of that. But yeah. as far as uh, Ichiban stuff goes, I felt like it did a really good job of like onboarding me. While also, like, I had also watched a Cliff Notes version of that, but because he just had one game, I did think it was really impressive of 
oh, you have the option of like, oh, he's going to pray and maybe think about some of the events from the last game and have you catch up and all that stuff. So, yeah, I will say I had no idea who the second character was. Yeah. You right, called like, him the gray haired man. Yeah. When he came in, <laughs> Mike, I was like, sir, I don't know. Show, <laughs> I said, sir, I don't know who you are, Brittany. Oh, but man. then they told me some of his backstory and I was like, oh, snap. Pretty cool. I'm Pretty in. Cool. I'm in on this yeah. guy. I want to know more. But I had zero context for him, which was very quickly like, hey, here's this guy. And as Brittany says, you should care about him. I had no idea. Yeah. Later you know, on. I will say, yeah, I think you and I are on the same page with that, Roger. Later yeah. on, you're going to get a, a, an entire side object, objective, if you will, um, where you will learn a lot about who Kiru is as a character in his yeah. past and the events that made him into who he is and why he has such a pivotal role in this story. So, um, yeah, that, that's really interesting insight. And that's good to hear because, you know, me going into it, obviously, I, I don't have a life. And this is like the stuff, sort of history and stuff I read about in my spare time. What happened in Yakuza Kuwami? Remind me. So I, I know all of this. So it's like second nature to me. So I was worried that maybe folks who are brand new weren't going to quite appreciate it. I think the curious stuff is it will remain to be seen since, since it sounds like you haven't made it that far yet. But I'm glad to hear that the Ichiban stuff is easy to pick up. Yeah. In yeah. Oh, go for it. No, I was just going to say, in my opinion, if you are interested viewers out there who have never played a Yakuza game at all, or like a Dragon game, uh, and you are interested in this at all, I would say do the required reading, right? Whatever that means to you, right? Like, if, if it is a recap, if it is playing Yakuza 0, if it is playing Yakuza Like a Dragon at the very least, like, I think this game is worth all of the baggage that it holds because it is so rewarding. Even for me, someone who has played Yakuza 0, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and uh, Man Who Erased His Name. Like, those are the three games that I played and I jumped into this one. I've only played those three games and I feel like this game was so rewarding just for those times. And I can't imagine if I played Kiwami 1 all the way through 6. Like that would that makes me so really happy, amazing. dude. That yeah. makes me so happy. I mean, yeah, this 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 game has some of the best. Well, I will say for me, the best narrative payoff I've experienced across anything: movies, TV, film, games. The way this game ties in all of the other games and really kind of introduces certain pivotal moments and characters and whatnot in a way that it sounds like is you can comprehend even if you're not totally familiar with it. It just makes me so happy because it was so emotional yeah. and I was having so many moments all by myself. I went through two boxes of tissue. I have another box like right here because <laughs> it is just I was in my feels, man. I was in my feels so much during while playing this. Um, I will also say too to piggyback off what you're saying, Roger. Yeah. If you don't think you're ever going to have the time, because listen, who does, to play Yakuza 0 through 6, uh, you know, I would say if you're interested in Kiru, this would be a good start place to start. Obviously, if you can play Like a Dragon, Yakuza Like a Dragon 2020, do that. But this one really will catch you up in, in, to an extent on the games from 0 to 6, because it is going to touch back on a lot of his most infamous moments, if you will. Um, yeah, so that's really cool that, that RGG went that route. And why they went that route... I don't think we can quite talk about without going into spoiler territory, but um, yeah, it's 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 really cool stuff. Yeah, really even cool. if it doesn't fully catch you up, the moments right. that they do they they do introduce, I think at least will get you curious, which I like a lot. I think that this is curious about Kiryu. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so curious. Kiryu You're so is. curious about Kiryu. <laughs> so curious about Kiryu. you know, and also did a great job introducing baddies, which yeah. I was like, you know, you hear all these fabled stories about this franchise of like wacky awesome moments, really great characters that you're gonna fall in love with cool baddies that are going to make you say, wow, the baddie when introduced, I was like, oh, this is awesome stuff right here. Yeah. No, um, I think you're talking about Yamai, which we won't go into spoiler oh. terries, but Yamai is the, my favorite character in this game. Like he is an yes. incredible character. He is, yes, same, he is awesome. And he is just, 
I don't even want to say anything else. You will no. see him. He is awesome. You can look up an image of him online right now. He, he How awesome he looks, he is even better in the game. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they, they absolutely do uh, a great job of introducing. I think all the villains in this game are, are really great. We won't go into who those are, but they're really good. I had a ton of fun with that. Also, the combat kept me engaged as someone that is not a big turn-based fan. The first time I played Like a Dragon, the first one, I enjoyed it, but I said, man, I'm not really into this, and I don't know if I want to spend my time. I really found a lot of love in the auto-battler system if I just wanted to kind of watch and hang out with it. I liked the new circle, yeah. if that is new, yes. where I can move around and kind of pick how my uh, my fights are going to affect that, whether I push an enemy into another enemy or maybe an object like a car or maybe into my team for a team-up fight. I thought that was a really nice addition to keep it more active for someone like me that wants a little bit more movement there. Yeah, I'm not a turn-based person um, as you are. Like, I do not play turn-based games at all. Actually, Yakuza Like a Dragon probably is the first like turn-based video game that I played like more than 20 hours of. Uh, so going into this one, I was very happy that they added the ring. We were able to walk around. Uh, I do think that there are some improvements that need to happen with this um, fighting mechanic that they've introduced, especially with the kind of lining up of the certain knockback enemies. So basically when you're uh, about to fight somebody, it has like a little arrow on certain attacks where you can hit somebody and then push them backwards and either hit into another enemy, hit into a teammate that will give an extra hit on them. Sometimes I've found that to be inaccurate. Uh, it's a small little thing, but you know, in the heat of the battle when you're very, very much relying on this uh, this arrow to be very accurate and then it, you know, your enemy, your character walks up and knocks somebody out of the way and then it isn't super accurate but overall i think that all of the improvements have been have been very much needed especially as you're seeing right now on the video viewing uh, aspect of it uh Kiryu's, uh translation from uh actual just brawling to turn-based mechanics i thought was done brilliantly he has three different uh variations and uh you're able to actually use them all and, and they're all strategic and they all work so yeah i thought it was very good I want to praise the combat too. I mean, the combat in Yakuza Like a Dragon was fine. It was fun for yeah. what it was, but it was very basic, right? But now that you have this movement ring, there's a lot of strategy you can do with that, right? If you can try to sneak up behind a character, you behind an enemy, sorry, you will deal extra damage. If you can get close enough to that character, right, there's going to be proximity damage, which is an extra boost. If you can get your attack off, if you knock them down and get your next attack off while the enemy is still on the ground, you're gonna get extra bonus damage. If you stand next to a party member and you can execute an attack, they will attack with you. And it's just so much better and just so much more involved this time around and i didn't think you know i didn't know what route they were going to go with the combat but i'm glad they went this way and then like you were mentioned the the Q's combat he has those different stances and you can do guard breaks or you can get really strategic with it depending on you know how you want to play it um this game can be very difficult at times and some of these are some of the best combat encounters i've had in a turn-based game in a while some of the bosses that you fight which i'm not going to name are just absolutely ridiculous they're exactly what you'd expect from a, a like a dragon game and they kicked my ass. And yeah. I mean, and I like to think of myself as a seasoned RPG expert. Oh, but oh, oh, oh man, they are ruthless. And it's really cool because you really do have to get strategic with all of the skills you get. And the skills are just hilarious. You have 20 classes, I believe, by, by towards the end of the game that you can choose from. And each one is just absolutely in insane. You have the Night Queen, which is, you know, you wear like this little like um, leather outfit and you have a whip. You have a chef where you use cooking utensils and every... Every class has a Kiwami skill, which are these like really cool choreographed like epic attacks, and they're just hilarious. I'm sure you've seen them, Roger. And I don't yeah. know, Mike, if you've gotten to see no, them. No, I haven't either, seen that. But, awesome. Oh man, hilarious.
Yeah, I want so I want to talk about since we're talking about combat really quick about the pacing. Oh. Well, let's talk about that right after a word from our sponsors. Kind of Funny turns nine years old today. We could have made it nine days without your support. That's why 2024 is all about doubling down on our shows and making it simpler than ever for you to get the most out of our content. Our revamped Kind of Funny membership is your one-stop shop for all our amazing content, which now includes on a weekly basis, the Kind of Funny podcast, In Review, the Kind of Funny games cast, PS I Love You XOXO, the Kind of Funny X cast, the brand new series Kind of Funny Game Showdown. Five episodes of Kinda Funny Games Daily, and five exclusive Gregway vlogs. And five days of streaming fun with me and the gang here in our newly revamped streaming space. It's gonna be filled with a ton of laughter and a whole lot of shenanigans. We'll see you there. That's more than 20 pieces of content a week from an 11-person independent team in San Francisco. That's a lot, and to get the most out of it, all we're asking for is $10. $10 gets you the Kind of Funny membership, and that entitles you to ad-free versions of the shows, the ability to watch the podcast live as we record them, and the exclusive access to my daily show, Gregway. You can get your Kind of Funny membership on patreon.com slash kindoffunny or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Yes, we are expanding our Kind of Funny membership offering to YouTube so people can take full advantage of the platform they prefer. If you want to go above and beyond the Kind of Funny membership to support us, we will still have higher Patreon tiers, albeit with some changed up perks. We just wanted to make the message as clear as possible that the $10 Kind of Funny membership is for the masses to get all the core content people love. Everything above that is very appreciated. The support means the world to us. You all are the best. But the $10 Kind of Funny membership available on both Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny and YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games is where we see the value of what we do. Kind of Funny is a dream come true and we wouldn't have it without you. We hope if you've ever enjoyed the content, you can support us for at least a month as we prepare for our biggest year ever. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, we're back. Let's talk about the pacing, Roger. Scared me with the pointing. I was like, what did I do? I was thinking my shirt. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Roger, you're out of here. Um, I Yeah, the pacing for me, I think, is if I were to give this like a biggest knock, I think that five out of five, amazing. Not a perfect game, in my opinion, and that's fine. Uh, I think the pacing is kind of rough later in the game because you do... With the uh, encounters? Yes, a lot okay. of encounters. And that's the weird balance that you find in the Like a Dragon turn-based game specifically, right? In the brawling games, when you're just mashing the X button pretty much, it's a lot easier to, to throw like 
you know, hundreds of enemies at you because you kind of know what you're going to get into and how to get through these encounters. Uh, with Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, it is a lot of turn-based fighting. And then you're like, okay, cool, I'm good. Okay, here's another person. Okay, here's another one. Okay, now, before all this mission, I need to go grind. Okay, I'm grinding for an hour. Okay, awesome. Now go over here and fight this person. Oh, no, it's going to be 10 fights in a row. Like, th the late game was really really difficult for me and i think like not even like from like a it, it was hard like it got harder and progress progress hard but i think it was difficult for me sitting there reviewing the game right to go 10 hours of just kind of grinding and waiting for the next story moments uh, it wasn't bad necessarily but it was just like i i do feel like there needed to be a better pacing structure or maybe even just taking back some of the fighting encounters and just kind of simplifying a little bit for uh, a player so they're not just sitting there and grinding for 10 hours straight uh, see, I wanted to see what you thought. Yeah, I never had that issue. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was because I would just, there were nights I would just pick up the controller, thus the 100 hours, <laughs> and just wander around, right? Yeah. I would maybe hit the dungeons, which have improved a little bit this time around. Um, but generally, as I got towards um, the last, like, I would say until the last maybe 85% of the game, I was able just to use SmackDown on a yeah. lot of the enemies. So what the SmackDown is, is if you are above a certain level than the enemies you're encountering, you can just press a button and it'll auto finish the battle for you in like two seconds. Incredible. It's fantastic. Incredible. It is the best thing that needed yes. to happen. Um, but you do take a knock, I think, at the amount of XP you get. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair criticism. I think, you know, in the last game, that was definitely a big issue. There was this huge level um, spike in difficulty when you had to fight some certain characters in the last game that I remember I had to grind for like five to ten hours. And I was hoping that that would be fixed. I think a lot of it is just going to depend on how you play, right? Um, again, like I put, put way much more time into this, so it makes sense that I didn't really feel the need to grind because I think my leveling just kind of happened organically. But um, there are the dungeons. Did you do them? Yes. To try to grind? Yeah, okay. yeah, I did the dungeons. I, I had a good time with that. I, that's the thing. I think there was this one part uh, when you go back to Japan where it's like, hey, you got to do the dungeons. You do the dungeons, and it's like, okay, cool, awesome. Now go to a story mission. Oh, that story mission is just pretty much what the dungeons are, where you're just fighting a ton of people. Uh, I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm like thinking about of just like I uh, like back to back fighting, back to back fighting. Oh, yeah. Um, but I yeah I do I do enjoy the combat though. That's the thing that like the the saving grace of this all right. Like I can say this all in saying like I I think this is a negative, but I enjoyed my time. Like I had a good time. Like I'm, I'm I have a smile on my face every time I throw a flashbang and I'm like, oh my God, that got everybody in one hit. That's incredible. So like it feels so good. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's just something that I, I hope so in the next year. I think they're iterating on en enough going from like a dragon, Yakuza like a dragon to infinite wealth right now. You see that jump and I just hope that they are able to continuously make it better every time to the point where, you know, by the next game, maybe we're not having this conversation. That'd be really great. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Brittany, you talked about the dungeons just a little bit. I would love to hear your thoughts on the dungeons and how they can be improved or what you thought. Yeah, so in the last game, they um, were just, you were in, uh, underneath Yokohama, I believe is what it was. You were just going, is that right, Roger, right? You were just going through like these like sewery looking. Yeah. You had the most repetitive audio track in the whole world. And oh my God. Um, I will say this time around, Kiryu does have an MP3 player and so does um, Ichiban. So you can listen to tracks from Hell the game yeah. and from uh, popular other Sega games. I was listening to lots of Persona stuff while I was doing some dungeon grinding and it was great. Um, but this time they are definitely much more improved. Uh, maybe I want to say much more improved. I'll just say they are improved. It's still roguelite-ish where, you know, you're always going to kind of get a different layout. Um, you have characters you need to save while you, characters, NPCs you need to save while you're one, running around. There's crafting materials to pick up. Each dungeon, there's two of them, has a different form of currency. So one is floppy disks and the other one is um, 
Oh, I don't remember. It's something. But anyways, you accrue those while you're exploring, while you'll defeat enemies. And at the end of that, you can exchange those in for crafting materials or weapons or whatever you might need. So that's a really cool incentive to keep going. Obviously, there's really tough bosses at the end of certain points of this dungeon and then you can get great gear at the end of it so that's a reason to keep doing it as well uh but you know they're just not like super exciting i you know i would love in my perfect mashup the dungeon would be something along the, the lines of the persona dungeons where they're just like themed as hell have like wackadoodle music and just are just so freaking out there but these are not that but they are better than the last one so this is like your primary way of grinding like you know we were just talking about so you're gonna have to probably do it a few times it's not the best i had wished there was maybe a different way of leveling faster because i love to feel like a god when i'm playing these games yes. there's really yeah there's really no way to do that unless i think you do a, a new game plus right where you start over being the level you are when you finished your first run but it was it was fine you know it wasn't a huge part of the game and i'm thankful for that but uh you know it was there if you need it yeah absolutely yeah okay. i want to give a shout out to the audio you brought up the music and i had a smile on my face all the time because the music in this, when you're in Hawaii, so good, has so many tonal shifts that will make you just laugh out loud from an upbeat EDM beat em up music style in a fight to here's just the typical Hawaiian island music to calm you down and set the tone. You're like, yeah, I just came hot off of the, that. You're going to put me there? Like, that's there was crazy. one like 30 hours into the game, which I'm sure had happened beforehand but i just noticed it for some reason and there's a enemy class in this game called the barracudas and it's just this edm track that's in the background dude, as you're fighting yes. them it's like do 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 barracuda and it's like fuck it's yeah so dude <laughs> just fucking give it to me Let, this is awesome yeah yeah it's incredible yeah that's no something yeah this game's been known these this franchise has been known for right are, are yeah. the music and those like tonal shifts those converse those tracks that play when you're having conversations you know it sets the mood so incredibly well and i was really surprised this time to learn that they had actually redone some of those you can tell they're much more orchestrated this time around and oh. that was like a really cool tidbit that i got i got i got off on uh but even just the the music tracks in some of the iconic soundtracks that come from yakuza 0 to kiwami to kiwami 2 on so on and so forth are in this game at some points and the remixes and the way they've been done to fit the narrative are just i mean hype like oh. i had so many hype moments when there are certain scenes going and that track drops in the background i just like threw my arms in the air and i squealed and i cried and i pissed and shit myself at the same time <laughs> it was the best dude it was just like nothing but pure hype and that's they they have gone all out. This might be the best soundtrack, I think. Because, yeah, they have the Hawaii stuff. And then before you know it, there's a song about Barracudas. And then there's, like, a, a track you haven't heard in since Yakuza 3 in there. And you're like, what? They really pulled all they're the stops. And they're doing it all. And that's why I was saying this is one of the best, if not the best, narrative payoff I've gotten. Or just payoff in general. From sticking with the franchise from start to finish. Yeah. I say finish. There's probably going to be another one. I think we all know, like, this franchise isn't going anywhere. But just knowing that, it's like, man... Is this like your Avengers Endgame, would you say? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a crap. Oh, as I was playing it, I was like, this means a lot to me. I'm sure it means so much more to Brit. <laughs> like, I, oh, I'm sure this is like all you're going to be talking about for the next year. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I woke, I woke my kid up yelling at 3 a.m. this morning. <laughs> That's Something incredible. so fucking cool happened. I was like, ah! <laughs> listen, listen, baby. Let me tell you about Kitty's journey. Let me. <laughs> yeah. Do you see this muscular man right here, sir? Priorities. <sighs> I want to talk about the suite of experiences that you brought up, Britt, because there's so much to do in this game, and we touched on a couple of them, but I want to hear some of your guys' favorites, the ones that you want to share, that you can share, that you got to experience, because I did bring up 
the online dating with the matchmaker. I thought that was very funny. I loved being a delivery boy yes. on the bike. I thought that was yes. so much fun and so me of doing backflips, 360s, getting the extra points in the minigame to then deliver your pizza and or hamburger. I love this, that. This is the, uh, they also have have the uh, can collecting from the last game um, in here as well, mm -hmm. but this feels like the elevated version of that. And man, I was having a great time. I S ranked every, every single uh, mission. There's Absolutely. only like five or whatever, but I was like, I got to do this. And it's like so funny because like reviewing this game, it's like 1 a.m. I'm like right at the ending of this game and I'm like, fuck it. We're, we're S-ranking all of this. You know what I mean? Like we could do another yes. hour. Who cares? Like we're doing it. Yeah, that was that was my highlight for sure. But um, I'm sure I'm going to go back to Dendoko Island and and do a bunch of stuff there. But yeah, that was my my crazy eats was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Crazy eats or crazy delivery, whatever it was called. That is just an absolute blast. I love mismatch again. We were talking about that. The online dating sim. That one was super silly. Oh. I also just love walking around. I mean, I, I say it's silly. I never those you always think you're talking to hot people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Always. And then you walk in that room, and what do you see? You see a gangly-ass-looking feet you've ever yeah. seen in your life. Yeah, yeah, you fucking catfishes. They're everywhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved even doing the photo rally, which is this really cool photo scavenger hunt where you can try to find little locations throughout the maps and take photos of them and turn them in. Even just maxing out my, my job classes or going to the hostess clubs or going to the strip clubs. Yeah. Man, like... There was always something to do, even wandering around. And this is why I was saying earlier, like just wandering around Hawaii at night with no nothing to do. Just see where it takes me. I didn't know where I was going to end up. Maybe I would go to Dundalk Island. Maybe I, again, would hit a, a host club. Maybe I would go souvenir shopping or maybe I would go swimming in the ocean or trying to fill out my Suji decks. You know, yeah. like you just don't know. And I think that's why I said the top. It feels more like a, it's like a suite of experiences. And each one, I will say, is like very well done. It's yep. not just something that was slapped in there, and it is what it needs to be. And it's just absolutely remarkable, like, what this game has turned out to, to be and what it's turned into. Yeah. And well, we were talking about before the show the Aloha links. Yes. Right? Like, even just wandering around and saying hi to people and, like, getting them to say hi back to you. It was like, ah, oh, dopamine, let's go. I don't know. And going on your Segway, going uh, everywhere oh, around, yeah, around Hawaii. I gotta get on I that. was, yeah, let's talk really quick because we talked about it a little bit, but, like, Hawaii, like, th them actually bringing in a new country into Yakuza, I thought was... <laughs> was really incredible and the way that they split it up eventually and where you're in Japan and you're also in mm -hmm. Hawaii, uh, really br brilliantly done. And I think adds a level of like prestige to this game that's like, oh no, we're trying something different, right? We're continuously pushing this franchise forward. And I think that that's what specifically the this next generation of the Like a Dragon games kind of need. So I like that they're doing it. I, I do think it is funny that we kind of, in the beginning of the game, uh, uh, Ichiban comes into Hawaii He's like, no one speaks Japanese. I don't speak English. <laughs> and then they just abandon that real quickly. Real Every, quick. Real quick. Everybody speaks real Japanese. Quick. Real quickly. They, it's like he, a, he, he's got a translator. He you know figured I mean? it out. He he's figured it out. And also there's he's a lot got a of Japanese speaking folk. In yeah, but then like they, they, it, was, it was funny because like in the first in Like a Dragon, Yakuza Like a Dragon, there is like a subplot of like a little side mission of like an American coming to Japan mm. and like yelling at me. He's like, I have no idea what you're saying. And I was expecting a little more of that, like that fish out of water yeah. experience. But they, I understand why they did it because it would get very old very fast but uh yeah it's I, I hawaii as a whole very happy with it and i'm happy that they did kind of go back to japan as well and you can go back and forth i thought it was fun nothing made me more giddy than you know like uh you get the whole segue thing yeah. and you like uh, you get the tutorial and you unlock it and all that stuff and then having the realization that oh oh my party member just uh came into frame and they're also on a Segway, yeah. and like yes. seeing Kiryu on a Segway so serious, serious as fuck, yeah. is one of the, best, the best things. Dude. It's so good. 
and being able to customize it too. Yeah, I can put a paint job on there. You love spending your money on customizing. Oh, come on, man! It was so funny. I spent so much money in this game all the time that like there was moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have that kind of money right now because I'll be buying stuff all the time. Talking about money, really quickly, the shell shock situation that I had of going from Japan to Hawaii and then having my yen turn into English American dollars. You mean I only get five dollars for this fight? Yeah, exactly. My favorite thing is that like when I'm in again someone who has never been to Japan doesn't really know much about Japanese culture when I'm playing Yakuza I'm like I'm rich no matter what you know what I mean like it's yes. like 10,000 yen that's a billion dollars yeah, the exchange right? rate is crazy Roger I know right but it was just it was just funny like going to America and it's like oh shit I got no money I'm broke it, it felt too real right yeah. I went to one of the ABC stores and I wanted to buy like a lunch and it was like 16 or 17 bucks and I'm like I just got two dollars from fighting a dude you mean I had to fight eight dudes to buy lunch today what the hell's wrong with you what's wrong with this economy Brittany yeah. I want to I want to know, I know we've been hyping up Hawaii, I want to know your thoughts on it, but I also want to ask the question to the both of you. You know, we're coming hot off of Spider-Man 2, and we saw how you switch Miles and Pete. How do we switch between groups in this? Is there the freedom to switch back and forth whenever we want, or how does that go? And that is one of my big complaints. Um, oh. it probably one of the biggest complaint. It's not even that big. It's, it's, it's medium, the complaint. Um, because, though, here's the thing, is I would be playing. So every chapter, you know, it typically switches, not always, between the characters, right? And the game does do a good job, I will say, at being like, yo, you know, if you do this, you're not going to be able to go back to the island for a while, huh? hint, hint, which is fine. But, you know, I could be in the middle of Japan hanging out with Kiru, and then maybe I get an itch to go back to my island, and I want to craft some statues or some shit. I don't know. You can't do that. And I, and maybe this is more of a me thing, because that side gate, that side quest, Dondok Island, had such a grip on me that I was thinking about it all the time. I just wanted to, like, pause the story and go back to it, but I couldn't. And that was a little, a little annoying for me at times. Um, but... I mean, again, like, that's not that big of a deal. It's, you know, you do get to go back and forth frequently enough. But I do wish there was a way where you could just be like, okay, I want to pause this. I just want to go back to Hawaii and see what I can get into over there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, In the new game plus, you can go back and forth there. But when you're just playing the game, yeah, it is is based on uh, structure of story. So, yeah, I mean, I thought thought it was fine. I did miss in Japan. There's no, like, Aloha Link situation so i was i was right i was ready to go like what's up everybody uh you, you don't just want tapping that x button i just, no, no, just like yo and no one even says anything <laughs> like who are you sad. are you the dragon of dojima what the hell are you doing here he's like no Taichi suzuki <laughs> don't bother I'm me i'm wearing these glasses again now yeah the you know speaking of being social and stuff i just want to say too i feel like this game vastly improved on the side characters and yep. their personalities and how much you can interact with them we were talking about maybe this was before the show but your bond bingo right so you have these walk and talks throughout this the towns in, that you're in and you can approach them it'll initiate a cute little conversation about something that has absolutely nothing to do with the main narrative and i love that because you really get to know these characters you do enough of that you increase your bonds it's great you can go back to the bar and you can do drink links where you get these really nice choreographed scenes and then you get special scenes when you max that out when you max out your bond bingo and i i've played yakuza like a dragon twice now from beginning to end and i feel like with this game i got to know those characters so much better and i have a newfound appreciation for them that i hope they stick around you know because i i want these to be like the new core characters right and they were just, I don't know, just signed a really great light on them and really gave them their own spotlights. And I really appreciated that. Too. As I'm still very early on, but it felt very persona on like being able to kind of uh, uh, fill out like who they are and your relationship uh, with them and not like yeah. just a, a main story beat kind of way, which I, I really liked. And I also like totally. the bingo cards that you can it's like. Cute. 
unlock and stuff. I don't know what happens yes, when you get a so bingo, cool. but I'm I'm fascinated. Oh, you that. get more XP. It's the wheat. Uh, yeah. Going off of that, like I that was probably the biggest like you like I couldn't believe that they did this was being able to not only kind of close a chapter with Kiryu in a certain sense and also kind of set up another generation right like that's yeah. that that's what's really great about this is that it feels natural it feels natural these characters that are here it doesn't feel like it's forced like oh we gotta gotta sunset one character we gotta have all these new characters like no it just feels like a natural progression of this franchise and I am truly excited for what they do next of like I think after Man Who Raised His Name, I was not, like, not excited, of course, for the next game, but I was like, eh, this is a whatever experience. This is fine. It was good for what it was. I, it, You know, I'm excited, I guess. This one, I'm like, no, I'm actively hype for the next game. Like, this is, I, this is creating something that I think they're going to really pay off something really special here. Dude, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, so when I first finished Yakuza Like a Dragon in 2020... I was kind of bummed, you know, I had just binged Yakuza 0 through 6 and then from, oh God, I think I started in February, I finished in April. Wow. That was the whole thing. Holy yeah. Shit. I, you know, before I had a kid, it's amazing how much time you have. Um, and then I got Yakuza Like a Dragon. So I was still in love with this old guard, right? With these old cast of characters. And when I met Ichiban and I met the characters, I kept trying to be like, oh, is he a good replacement for Kiryu? And I wasn't the biggest fan. Wow. I went back and replayed Yakuza Like a Dragon maybe like two months ago. So I was reacquainted with all of that. But playing this game and seeing the bond and relationship that Kiryu and Ichiban have and they form, this game, I, I am just beyond confident that it's the right call, right? To however that works to, to put, we all know Ichiban's setting up to be like the primary protagonist, right? Um, regardless of what happens in this game. And he is just the perfect fit. And I feel like this was the most epic, like passing of a torch in a way that that just made sense. And it just makes me feel so excited about the future. It's completely changed my perspective. I really love and appreciate the old guard, of course. Right. But uh, they're yeah, the, the way they, they did this. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you guys nailed it. I'm I'm 100 percent on board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good shit. <laughs> Let's talk about some fun stuff before we start to ramp down. So I want you guys to think of some of your final thoughts that you want to share for the big conclusion. But I do have two fun ones that I want to do before we get out of here. Okay. One, Brittany, I have to turn to you to kick us off. We talk about the series and those husbandos. Does this game bring the husbandos? Like, you know, I was saying that that tissue was for my tears. (laughs) But maybe it wasn't. You know, who could say? No, but seriously. Seriously, though, like, <laughs> oh, my God, damn, dude. Like, have you seen the abs on these people? Even the Oof. women, like, all of them, every character in this game, well, not everyone, it's just fucking hot. Yeah. But here's 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 what it is. Like, we joke about it all the time. I'm always making jokes about Hispanos, da-da-da. The characters in this game, and I'm actually talking with someone right now about a feature about, like, what does masculinity look like, blah, blah, blah. These characters are, like, the epitome role models. Like, I feel like Kiryu could be my real-life freaking mentor, and that is just so damn sexy. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. the the way he carries himself and carries himself in these positions and the life advice he bestows on people. Like I have like hundreds of screenshots in my PS5 right now of just like things he said that are profound as fuck. And I'm like that I need that on a wall and I need that frame behind me. And that is like the real the real deal when it comes to the husbandos, but of course they're just fun to look at. And oh my god, there are so many fun people to look at in this game. 
So many fun people. Oh, fun people encourage oh. me to go pick up trash out of the ocean. And I'm like, I'm going to do it for you. I'll do it. I'm going to pick up all this the, trash. The, the girl, no, the girl who runs the recycling shit in the, in the ocean, she's so hot. She's oh a babe, God. Brit. I'm like, wow, what is going on in this what video game? That's what I'm getting. I just want to move to horny Hawaii. That's Horny Hawaii. You heard it here first. Uh, going back to Kiryu, I, I think I, you just brought up something that I think is this, something I was thinking about throughout this entire game. And again, elevates it to me for me to be a five out of five is like, I feel like Kiryu after the cancer diagnosis, right? Like it becomes like an elevated character a lot of ways in this game specifically. Like he's always been great, but you can feel like the energy of him of like, he is changing. He is evolving and having these people around him. Like it is Ugh. for me truly like I'm a big Batman person. It is Batman when he finally looks around and realizes like he's got the Bat family around him. Like he can, he can kind of take a step back because Nightwing is going to be there for him. It doesn't matter. Having that moment for Kiryu in this game is something that, not that I never thought I would see, I didn't think I would see it in this game. And, man, just just blew me oh, away. Oh, and, and the, the, I don't know how they did the facial capture. I don't know what they did, yeah. but the way you get these zooms oh. on, their, on, on his face during these so super profound moments, and it might just be the twitch of an eye, or maybe like a, he squints his eye a little bit, whatever it is, it speaks volumes to the emotions that he's feeling, and you feel it. And yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, man. But oof. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> impressed with the presentation as well. You talk about just like the character models and like some of these cutscenes. They're so well done. Where I never I knew they had it like that, but I didn't know they had it like that. To the point where when it jumps on screen, you're like, wow, this looks good. Yeah. You made this yeah. look real good. They have wow. a solid engine working there, and I played it on Series S. It ran really well. I don't have any complaints. I do say. No, I do have one little play. When you pause the game, their faces are blurry. Only thing. Weird. I don't know huh? why. Uh, on Series S. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know why. Series they, yeah. yeah, Series S. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, it ran really well on Series S other than that. Another fun one before we start to ramp down. Let's talk about wacky moments, y'all. I mean, this game is all about wacky moments. I want to oh hear God, one or two dude. of your favorite wacky moments that stand okay. out to you because there are so many. And that's what I love because at the beginning, like you said, we're setting up a big story. We're doing all this. I'm like, Man, where's the wackiness? Where's the fun? And then they they hit you with it, and it's there for yep. sure. Brittany, do you have a good one? Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to keep it spoiler. It's a side mission. Also, we didn't talk about those. There's over 50 side missions in this game. There's like 52 or something. It's ridiculous. Um, so it's a side mission, and it is a character that comes back, and it is a character that likes to wear diapers. Yep. And you know I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> and it's this very like serious. Awesome. I mean, actually, the the final scene in this um, side mission, like I, I was crying because it was just very like. It, it, th there's always one or two of those in every Yakuza. Excuse me, like a dragon game. Don't don't fire me, Sega. Um, don't come at me, Sega. Um, that are just tearjerkers, right? This was one of them, and it's a very like profound, like real life, like some shits going down, and it's very sad and depressing. But maybe the person who's on their deathbed wants to see snow. So how do you get snow from diapers? I don't know, but there's a way to do it. And it's a whole wackadoo thing where it's a very, very sad mission. But somehow with the power of diapers, Mike, um, they are able to make something happen for this person. And wow. it's you want to be sad, and you, but you also are like, that's diaper dust falling outside the window by four grown men. Wearing diapers, a lot of heart, a lot of love in this game. A lot game. of heart, a lot of heart. Yeah. Come on, mine is uh, another side mission where you are, you become a stump person, and it's, I'll leave it at that. Oh it's, my god, it is just so 
so dumb. It happens very early in the game, and at first I was like, why am I doing this? They just automatically put me into this. I'm like, oh, no, I love this. It's, it is, he, Ichiban is just running around, and they just kind of look at him, and they're like, you're the stunt guy we need, and then you're just running down the highway, you're dodging cars, and it's it's just the dumbest thing in the oh. world, and I love it. I love it. It is just so good, and you have some also returning side quests, uh, side characters from side quests from the last game, and some one of them is my absolute favorite. I won't say what it is, because I know a lot of folks love these things too, but the, the reoccurring characters, and they're still up to their old antics and the shenanigans, and they have all the same like nicknames for each other. It's just going to make you laugh. Like This game is ridiculous, and just wait until you play it, and you see some of these bosses that you fight. Oh, oh. Oh my yeah. god, dude. That's, Some a, of the, that's a whole spoiler cast by yeah. itself. Just a boss conversation. Peak like a dragon, right? Uh, yep. mm -hmm. Some of the enemies and their designs made me laugh out loud. Oh, Some god. of the summons made Every time, whenever I had my summon out, I was like, yup, come right back out here. And then I was like, oh wait, that's $200 and I don't have that kind of money right now. Oh, you mean but the I'm pound, pound, that pound money. mates? Pa oh, yeah, yeah, pound mates, uh-huh. Because I'll call... I'll call. Them oh, you're just time. swiping the check. That's Anytime. how you're finishing every every mission. <laughs> it was so oh, much I, fun. That's what I was doing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. oh god, Poundmates is so good too. Yeah, I mean, because you have the most ridiculous Poundmates. Also, the wackadoo the we talked about, Nancy the Crawfish, Ichiban's tried and true companion from the last game, finds love in this one, and that's oh, a whole mission in itself. Beautiful. You know, like it's a crawfish. It's uh, called coming out of her shell. That's the name oh. of the mission. All right, you two, everybody watching and listening out there, thank you so much for hanging out with us on another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. This has been your review for Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. I'm going to finish it out. I want to hear you guys' closing thoughts. Anything you want to say, anything you want to share, let's give it all to the audience right now. So, Roger, I'll kick it off with you. What have we not covered? What do you want to share again? What are some of your big closing remarks on this game? Yeah, I don't think there's... I think we covered a lot of great things. Of course, we're going to keep on talking about this for the next hour and a half, but I... This game, if you are remotely interested by the ending of this podcast, if you've never played a Yakuza game, of course, I think if you've already played a bunch of them, you're going to play this game. That's not even a question. But if you haven't played these games, if you're on the fence about it, I would really implore you guys to at least play the last one or play Yakuza 0 or, hell, start with this one and then go and watch a bunch of videos. But whatever you need to do to play this video game, it is absolutely worth it because it's incredible and I, I can't recommend it enough to anybody who is interested. Yeah, I mean, this game honestly blew away all of my expectations I had. I mean, I always have high expectations when it comes to these sorts of games because they've just consistently, like, been killer. But this just quickly, and I think I think this cemented the the Like a Dragon games as being my favorite franchise in video games. Like, I, I, don't, I never cheer, laugh, cry, get worked up as much as I do when I play these, and it really taps into my emotions, and I learn a lot, and I laugh a lot when I play them. And I know, you know to the outside world, I don't have to say it to y'all because you know, oh, it's just a video game, but this is a prime example for me personally of how a game can really impact you and just teach you things. And I don't, I never expected it to just 10 out of 10 or 10 Ichiban butts out of 10, you know, the way it did, <laughs> because I mean, I, I can't even, I can't even like explain. There's no words that I can string together that could coherently convey what this game has meant to me. And I think what it will continue to mean to me and what I, I'm just so confident for the future of this franchise right now. And I'm just so stoked about it. And I just hope these games go on forever and ever and ever. And I know that's selfish. But you know they will. Game. You know they will. They're making too much money. Make they a standalone farming game too. Or maybe put my boy Majima in some more games. I don't know. But no, I mean, it's, it's just, it's everything I could have asked for and then some. You two have been incredible. That is a big glowing review here from the Kind of Funny crew. Brittany. I know a lot of the best friends already know who you are. They love all of your work. They love kicking it with you, playing games and hearing your thoughts on games. But if some of the X-Cast audience, maybe the Xbox universe, hasn't got to know you enough, where can they find you? Where, they, where can they see more Yakuza talk and Like a Dragon talk? 
You know where you can't find that is on Paris's account. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, got him. Got him. You can find me on Twitter slash X at Blonde Nerd, uh, co-founder of the What's Good Games podcast. We are currently on a little hiatus, but hoping to come back soon as we take some R&R with our, with our family and all that good stuff. But no, I'm always on uh, the Twitters, the Instagrams, just posting random shit and just having a good time. That's that's my motto for this year is just post stuff that I'm excited about, do stuff I'm excited about, which is why it was an absolute no-brainer to come on here and talk with you all about this game. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Britt, for being here. Thank you so much for everything you do. Roger, you did a great job on today's review. Everyone watching and listening, go check out the game. It's a ton of fun. Listen to these two. Follow these two. They'll tell you all about it. But until then, thank you for another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We'll be back next week. See you, gamers.